Hey guys, welcome to Feature Creatures DTF. Sam and I were just getting down to our own intro. Um, I'm your host, Jordana, and here's the other host, the amazing Sam. Hi, Sam. Hello. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I already, like, it, my brain went to, like, I wanted to be like Arsenio and be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I just, I froze. <laughs> you should have. You totally should have. Next time, you it out. Just steal things from other other shit from like forty five years ago. (laughs) That, but also I think uh, Robin Williams did that in Aladdin, and I fucking loved when he did it. I believe he did. Yes, it's been a while, but I believe he did. Yes, I love it. But how 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 are you? How have you been? I'm doing. I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm in a great mood today. Um, you know, uh. Just having a fun time. Been watching a lot of a lot of TV lately. Not so much movies. Yeah. Um. But just enjoying the summer. It's finally not like so hot that like you know it, it's your butt crack sweats the second you step outside. Yeah. So I've been enjoying like just you know going on walks, having having time. I don't know. Been having a lot of fun. Um. Oh. How about yourself? You're the one who's always out out and about doing crazy things i know well trying to like maintain a fun summer since here it's been nothing but rain and shitty weather so i feel like i'm i'm just over it and i want to move on to like spooky fall just real quick yeah did you hear just right now water i did not hear water never mind is that coming from your butt crack no, no, that would have been last week when it was 104. Uh, no, I just wanted to make sure because it is still a little warm. So I put my dog's bowl up here. And of course, he didn't touch it. As soon as we started recording, he went over there and just started chugging it like a fucking beer. So. Of course. And then there's my dog. Uh, like, no. <laughs> do you hear that? I do hear something. Oh, it's my dog. So. Sorry. Anyway, continue. <laughs> That's, I love how, like, Ripley always you know we need to have like a little camera on ripley so then it could be like a third party and just watch what he does the whole time we could do it i think that'd be fun but like clock clockwork wolfie starts <laughs> but they know they, they they get each other they're in sync um but yeah uh going on vacation soon which is exciting and i can't wait to have five days off so <laughs> I was about to just bust out. I, I also vaguely am doing like Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yes. Oh hell yes. I see that's a show that I need to revisit. I always like rewatch the same shows, but that's a show that I should start from the beginning and totally watch. I do own the box set of that show. Uh, uh, I'm a fan. It, it's it's not one I go to often, but every couple years, you know. Yeah, you got, I mean, what, what's not to love? Tim, the Toolman Taylor, his three sons, his crazy wife, and Wilson. Yeah. And then and, I even I even liked when they read, basically did the same show, except it was he was older, and then he had three girls. And I was like, I'm still into this show. <laughs> wait, what was that? He did a show for like eight or nine years uh, that ended like during the pandemic. It was called Last Man Standing. It's basically the same show. Yes. Except he's. He runs it. He still has like a TV show, but he now he's like a YouTuber who works for like basically like a Cabela's anal- like a like thing analogy. Um, and then his big thing in this one is like he's a super hardcore like Republican, but his daughters are kind of like hippies and, you know, more like modern. And then mm-hmm. all I mean, every single person from 
the old show eventually shows up on the new show. <laughs> oh, that's kind of like nostalgic mm -hmm. and awesome to like and not complete overkill. Yeah, like Jill shows up, I believe they never name her, but like as Jill, basically. And, and she kind of references that Tim died. <laughs> it's weird, but it's honestly, it's a good show. <laughs> I Okay, now that you say Last Man Standing, I have heard of it. I was thinking yeah. to myself, how the hell did I miss like a, another version of Home Improvement? But yeah. Um, yeah, I so any I know you said you've been watching TV. Have you been watching like any any new movies that? you care for <laughs> see um the newest movie that i watched that i thought was pretty decent was um i watched uh black oh um black friday with uh um bruce campbell and devin sawa and it's like the zombie apocalypse on black friday and the retail workers are in there and as someone who has worked in retail uh, in some capacity, either in or around pretty much my whole life, yeah. I could relate very much to it. Absolutely. A little cheesier than I guess I would have liked. Um, but all in all, it was fun. About the only decent movie I've watched, though. I thought the same thing. I thought that it was I was wanting more like uh, I don't want to say gore, but intensity and more of that. And I felt like it kind of. It, it it didn't hit the mark for me too much. I wasn't I wasn't like a huge fan of it, but it was one of the better movies that I watched when it came out. Yeah, like it was fun. And if it was probably closer to the holidays, I'd probably be more into it. But I feel like you got two of horror's uh, sweethearts, uh, sweetheart boys, I should say, in Sawa and Campbell. I think mm -hmm. he could have maybe brought it a little bit more. But all in all, it was fun. Yes, a fun watch. Um, I agree. What about you? Have you been watching something? You're always watching something I've never heard of. Almost every episode, you're like, yeah, I'm watching this thing called Lollipop Murder Song. And I'm like, what's this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish there was a show like that. Um, I watched The Green Room, which is an A24 movie. It's my favorite A24 movie. I believe I'm the one who told you to watch this movie. <laughs> we did this. Yes, we did discuss it because we all know my um, not purpose hateful relationship with a24 but it's my favorite too i love it it was such a good like i don't know like it's scary in a realistic sense and i love um i can never remember his name anton yelchin yes i love him and he gave a stellar performance and i like Iman emo emojin poots i don't I, I just let's just call her poots Poots. I like Poots. I think she's she's the one with the boots. Yeah, Puss really, and Poots. <laughs> Puss and Poots. I love her. She was really great. And then I watched Fe uh, Sea Fever. See? Now, here's where I like, you could be making a movie up once a week, and I'm like, I guess. Like, what do you, yeah, sure. <laughs> I should totally, like, when we do our openings like pick a bogus one and just make it up as I go along and then like reveal which one it was. Yeah. <laughs> but that one's on shutter. Okay. I haven't been on shutter, but I, tonight's my Friday, as you can see from my ready pineapple drink. Cheers, uh, everyone. Cheers. 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 If it's your Friday, if it's not your Friday, cheers. Uh, so usually after this is when I do like to dig into a uh, shutter. So maybe I'll check it out, but oh, actually, let me see. Is, was it good? Was it worth it? Or should I skip it? It, I 
thoroughly enjoyed it, but it's kind of like a slow burn, but it's a creature feature for sure. <laughs> You've already wait, wait, and it's called Sea. Is it a water sea creature? Yeah, like oh, S E A. You've already won me over. Like yes, boom. <laughs> it's so good, and it they have Sally Hardison from the Texas Chainsaw 2022. She's in it. I saw her, and I'm immediately I'm like, that's Sally. So Sally, who I mean, spoiler alert for the movie that everyone hated, but you and me, the Sally who eats it in the funniest way, who gets yeah, who e eats it hard. She's in it, and she gave like a really good performance. So it it was an unknown, but I think it's a Shutter original. So that one was really good. Good, good. Yeah, I, that one I'll have to check out. Before we skip over Green Room too fast, can we just yeah. also talk about how awesome Patrick Stewart is in literally everything? Like. Uh amazing he's the most lovable man in the world and then i feel like intentionally he's like i would like to play the most despicable man in the world and uh he plays the leader of the aryan brotherhood and you're like you're a great actor if you can make me fucking hate you <laughs> i despised him and he was so like effortlessly evil in this one and it does show his range on what he can do because i hated that man and i waited for like his his what was coming to him moment weapons yes so and then for anyone who hasn't seen it super simple plot i mean you can yeah. describe the plot in 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 two sentences three four sentences punk band book show unknowingly at a basically an aryan brother compound yep and shit goes just, down they need to escape boom that's the movie it's very simple but very effective <laughs> And it's also one of those movies, too, where it's very simple and effective, and you think, oh, it's going to be uh, drawn out, and it's not going to... It, it was done super well. The scenarios that they're all in, the way that things happen, and also, um, I'm glad that no animals got hurt. And I'm not going to say too much, but I'm glad that that, that didn't transpire, because yes. you, you know me, and I'm sure you were, too, the whole time. I'm like, oh, you fucking better not. And I will, I will say, in this... It, for that yeah. movie, oftentimes when I'm watching like a typical horror movie or really any movie, maybe outside of like one or two characters, I'm usually like not like, oh, like, did they have to get it? Like, I like, you know, I wasn't emotionally detached in that particular one because I'm so on the side of the punk band that yeah. spoiler alert, some fucked up shit happens. Like when the fucked mm -hmm. up shit happens to those individual members, every single I don't want I'm like, I'm rooting for all of you like get out please yeah. and it was very effectively they made you care i feel like about every member of the band yeah um and made you vehemently hate every member of the uh shitty uh, uh racists and that's and that's the thing too like the character development was so well and i i grant that to, or i chalked it up to casting writing um and like you know how they directed everything because you get to see them as a unit and then it mean shit goes south pretty quick. Um, and the other scary part too, and I don't mean to, to bring this into the conversation, but it's like real life scary. Like there are people like that out there and it's more so now way, than it was when the movie was made. And it's way <laughs> more. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's just that, that part scares the shit out of me. Yeah. It, it, it is. It is scary. It, yeah. I get what you're saying. We don't want to like, we're not, one that no. usually we're a lighthearted show, but yeah, that's a it's kind of fucked up that we are closer to that now than we were when the movie was made 
10 plus years ago. <laughs> exactly. And it just like made me want to just like, I don't know, like, do these people need hugs? <laughs> like, do you, just, do you just need a hug? Anyway. Yeah. Or or do you need what happened? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, other than that, I haven't really been watching too many movies. Um, yeah. I really want to watch The Meg, but I refuse to pay $25 to watch it at home. Don't do it. When I not because I don't want to give the movie money, but I'm like, if I wanted to, like, I wanted to see it in theaters, right? There, I'll spend $25 to go see it. But at home, I think like there needs to be a little reduction in the rental price, especially since it's going to be on max in like four weeks. But whatever, especially because it's a rental. If it was a physical copy, cool, like oh. often physical copy. Or even a digital copy at the very minimum, if I can watch it over and over again. But that's the exact same price you're going to charge when you put it on fucking Blu-ray. And that's like for two people to do the movies, not one. So yeah. fuck that noise. They do need to reduce that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I want to watch The Last Voyage of the Demeter because that got released on streaming already because apparently it flopped so bad. But that gives yeah. me hope because usually if it flops, we love it. <laughs> And if it's successful, we hate it. Well, yeah, it, that's it, a broad statement, but I think it got pretty decent reviews. Like I didn't see like any like A's or anything, but I saw like all like pretty like I would say C plus B minus B range. I heard, I saw, um, I but again, I, I I saw I got hammered at the box office. Like if they were like, well, if this was the supposed to be the kickoff to the uh, the Marvel or not the Marvel the god no <laughs> the the whatever you want to call it the universal monster movies i i guess they were like this is not it probably ain't happening but i think from what i heard is that there was an it was like advertised like already like there's an alternate cut that does make it the start of it and the version that got released isn't that. So, like, I think maybe they kind of knew, like, this is going to get fucking destroyed at the box office. <laughs> like, Damn. And that, like, that makes me so sad because I am all for Universal Monsters making their return. Like, I'm ready for Dracula, Frankenstein, Creature. All I, would, I would love to just see, like, I know they've done Dracula a few times. Like, obviously, the last Voyage of the Demeter is a Dracula, but it's more big giant monster bat and i'm cool with that i want to see yeah. it yeah. i would be cool to just literally have like can we have like a castle like a castle and a and a guy in a fucking cape like like the phantom no uh the hunchback like anything of that nature like, yes bring some of that hammer style back from the you know the 70s and i don't know i just i kind of am like listen we keep trying to do dracula in different ways and probably the last time it arguably really worked was when they did bram stroker's dracula which is sort of what exactly i'm talking about like when it is yeah. gothic and fucking over the top and crazy uh, and i'm like so i would why why do we keep trying to modernize him when it seems to be the only versions that ever are that uh i was gonna say like make up a word that greatly successful are versions of that original formula i don't know am i making sense you are but the, th the thing of it is is because they can't think clearly and not have it be so convolute like they just can't keep it simple like they keep it simple stupid like clearly the formula worked for like you said bram stoker's dracula let's 
let's try to follow it, but maybe like amp it up, possibly modernize it, but kind of like, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't get it. I'm not saying it has to be in black and white or whatever. I'm just saying like, no. I don't know. Like in granted, I like Renfield. I mean, I did, but it's, that's a totally different fucking movie. I mean, that's a comedy and that's, it's also not technically, I mean, it's not Dracula's not the star of that movie. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I just it, like, like, let's just get some more of that. And like, I don't know. I just, I just, I would like to see, let's get back to the basics with the, with the, with the universal monster movies. Cause they've never quite gone anywhere after that, to be honest. <laughs> And you know what? The the original movies are so beautiful to watch. Like we watched all of them prepping to go to Universal because one of the houses was Wolfman, Dracula, and the, the maybe mummy. the mummy. Yes, and it was fucking so awesome. Like each time they would have a different winner at like the end. So some people got Wolfman, some people got Dracula, some people got the mummy, and. It was so dark and it had castle-like aspects and the the mummy set up, like being in the tombs. It was just, it was beautiful to see in person, but those movies are cinematic masterpieces. And there's for the, for the time. Yeah. And I want a creature feature. I want a creature from the Black Lagoon movie. I want one. I, yeah, I, as it, he was always, one. he was always my favorite as a kid. Mm -hmm. I feel like the closest we're going to get to that is the one where the girl fucks him, but uh, <laughs> the, it's a good uh, movie. Shape of, yeah, Shape, Shape of, of water. water. It's a good movie. I mean, it is, but I I wasn't exactly like... I don't know. I felt like I was like, can we get like a regular Gilman movie before we get to the Gilman fucking movie? I'm happy the Gilman fucking movie exists. I'm going to have to bleep this clip so much, but like... <laughs> well, maybe if I just do this for the picture, it'll be better, but... <laughs> Like, like I just, do. why did we like how we? I feel like we skipped a few movies before. They're like, no, 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 and this is the one where he where he fucks. Damn yeah, it, I like, did it again. <laughs> the shape of water needs to be wavy and bloody, not like romantic and horny. Steamy. Yeah. <laughs> we need to skip over that. And I I did enjoy that movie. I own it. I mean, it's it's good. It's just it's just not. I don't know. How is how does that exist, but not the, the the standard version of it? Thank you. And how is it that we've never gotten like a creature from the Black Lagoon movie other than the original or like the, a remake? Like they remade Wolfman. They've done, you know, Frankenstein. How the fuck? I don't think you not taken. Remade. Yeah. How, like no CGI either. Like absolutely none. I mean, the but they've never touched. The creature from the Black Lagoon, as far as I know, ever. There's never been like an official, we're going to attempt to make it from Universal again. Granted, there's like all, there's tons of knockoff Fishmen movies, but I'm talking like, there's no, I don't think that other than the original like couple they made, yeah, they, they've ever attempted to be like, I'm trying to actually think, I think the closest might be is when they made, um, uh, Wolfman's Got Nards. Uh, Monster oh, Squad. Monster Squad. That's the closest that they maybe have gotten. Yeah, and like, granted, again, that's a stellar movie. That's a really awesome, like, fucking great, fun movie. But like, not in the regards of what we want. Yeah. So great movie yeah, though. They, they need to get on. They need to get to it. I'm so. with you. So, 
I think everyone who has been watching for the last 20 minutes would know that tonight we are talking about baking. I'm just kidding. We're talking about thrillers tonight. Oh, I was very, I was, I was like, where is she going with this? I'm like, I can't wait. I was excited. I was like, how are we getting, I was like baking bacon's been in a few, uh, <laughs> baking, you know, like muffins or like baking, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. sure, sure. We're talking thrillers. Yes. And I am so excited because thrillers are, like the the when you want to like watch something that's intense, you don't want to watch anything scary per se. Like in the regards of like a slasher or you know like a horror movie, but like thrillers are like my second favorite uh, movie category. Thrillers are like horror step cousin. Yes, like they're 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 in the same family, but sort of. And I think the thriller and actually that I think that was going to be my first uh question before we even get into some of our favorites yeah what because even the internet if you google what is a thriller movie there's a lot of different answers and uh i guess i'm gonna ask jordana what to you makes a thriller movie so a thriller movie has to have like that uh oh shit moment. you know what i mean like when when shit starts to go bad you know what i mean like you, you know you're either in a in a good situation that goes shitty um, I don't want to say like immediately, but when you get that, like that, I don't even want to say twist. What am I, how am I trying to describe it? But you know what I'm trying to say? Like a lot of thrillers have twists. <laughs> yes. But like that suspenseful, um, like your, your adrenaline's rushing, you're like white knuckling it and you're just like braced the whole time. I feel like that's a, def a, a good thriller, you know? I agree. I, I, I mean, in, putting you on the edge of your seat yeah. pulling you i think pulling you into it a lot and like you're trying to figure things because there's also i think mystery is a big element to them where you're yeah. trying to figure out the movie before the movie ends you're almost like challenging yourself yep yes and that yes the mystery component is the kicker i think there's another comp component too and maybe that's just to which i'll bring up later once we go through our list I think the greatest era of these of the thriller, or at least the biggest era of it is the nineties. Yes. The nineties produced some amazing thrillers. I didn't even realize I literally just Googled first. I was Googling like, you know, best thrillers. And then I was Googling, like just trying to, and then just for the, I was like, Hmm, there's a particular one that's on my list that I Googled. And then like it unlocked like, Oh, you were talking nineties thrillers. And it was like, I'm talking like, we're talking 50 movies that I was like, Classic, 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 classic. And it was crazy. Um, but I think, and maybe this applies mostly to in maybe 80s and 90s thrillers, but I think mm -hmm. they gotta be a little bit uh a little bit naughty, a little bit dirty, a little bit sexy. <laughs> yes, because my mind automatically goes to like basic instinct. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like thinking those movies, but to be completely honest with you, and I'll admit this now, so that 90s is when I was like four. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was still like pretty young in the 90s. So granted, there is a move. There's mm, there's a movie on my list that is questionable that I probably should not have been watching it at the age I was at because it's way too like the shit that's involved and the shit that transpires. I probably mm -hmm. shouldn't have been watching that. But uh, I need to go through and watch 90s thrillers that I have not watched because there's a lot of big name ones that I have 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hit them in a rapid fire machine gun style later. And you're and even if you've not seen these, you're going to be like, I've heard of that. I heard of that. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. I think the thriller now that I'm like when I went back and I was like, it might have been the dominant genre of the 90s. Holy shit. I'm looking at it. I'm just I just pulled it up because I looked up thrillers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I already had like I already had preconceived picks when we picked our topic. But. All of these are like, wow, I have a lot of movies to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, like, and uh, like when we get to it, like it's, it's, a, it's, it's not like, wow. oh, that, that one's like, oh, that's kind of like, that was kind of a hit. You're like, oh no, that was a hit. That was, that was a mega hit. That was a big hit. That's like how they like, packed huge. these many hits into 10 years. Pretty fucking impressive. But there, it shows how like the, the the content quality. They probably absorbed it all then, and now that's why we don't get fucking shit now. Minus one man who I will be bringing up at great length. <laughs> yes, but the like as I'm I'm going like hush, hmm. like all of these. I need to find out where all of these are streaming. Some of them I've seen though. Oh, the good son. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well. I don't know. Do you want to just jump into our, our favorites here and see where we, where, it, where it takes us? Do you want to do, do you have any honorable mentions? I mean, all right. Well, I had to make this list. So here's truth be told. I watched one movie that I've rewatched and Jordana knows which one it is. So I'll, I'm going to put that at the top of my list and I won't say it yet. Cause I'll get there. But yeah. as I went through and was like, huh, I because it was my idea to pitch thriller episode, the thriller episode. And then as I was going through, I was like, I think I should have just pitched David Fincher episode, because if I'm literally looking at all of them, I'm like. Not only are my top three favorite thrillers, David Fincher movies, I think my top five favorite thriller movies are David Fincher movies. And he's making his comeback, so. He's made well, he's never really oh, left, but he's, he's got another one coming out in like a couple months, I think, that I didn't even know about until I was Googling this. And I literally went on IMDb.com to look up some some thriller movies. And the first fucking one on the page is a new David Fincher movie. And I was like, oh, okay. I love me. I love me some Finch. <laughs> yes. And I, I love it because I, yes, I, I'll touch more on why I love that because there's yes, movies. Well, I don't want so I'm not going to go through his list of movies because I there's a high chance just I, I have a specific feeling about one of them. It's going to be on your list. Um, I will say, though, that, I, that David Fincher is one of my favorite directors of all time, probably my favorite current working director. Um, and he is, I think, the king of thrillers. But I limited myself to one because I'm like, I'm not just going to sit here and just go through all of his filmography, all this filmography <laughs> minus the one movie that I can't stand, which, well, I don't really like alien three and I'm sorry, Finch, you can go fuck yourself for Benjamin button. But other than that, I love everything you've done. <laughs> how they were like, how they were like, yeah, yeah. The dude who does all the fucked up, like mystery movies. You want the movie about an aging baby? Woo. I yet to watch that movie. And I don't think I ever will. Please don't. I'm just saying. It's horrendous. And, saying. And, I, and I noticed, if you look at his filmography, he went running back to dark thrillers after that. Because I'm sure afterwards people were like, don't ever. Yeah, please. Do that no. Shit again. No. Yeah. Um, 
But all right, so I just to be fair here, I limited it to that. I am at the end of this going to pick what my top three would have been if I didn't make impose the Finch rule. It, <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, so you would you like to go first? I would love to. So my for my number three picks, I'm going to go three, two, one. Me too. My number three is one. Uh, it's from 96 and it is so cheesy, but it was one of my favorite movies uh, growing up is Fear. Fear. With Mark Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon, Alyssa Milano. Um, it just, it's like every parent's worst nightmares. It is, you know, a classic tale that you've seen. You, you know, have heard stories. You've seen it personally. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is a fucking psycho. He's 23 and he falls for Reese Witherspoon who's 16 questionable and uh just unleashes his psychoness and it's just I love it it's it's a it's a really good one um that is I would say the setup is I would say truthfully terrifying yes because it is done in a very realistic way and then the ending is I would say very fun almost because then we like introduce like, Oh, and we live in a glass house. Like, <laughs> Oh, well, okay then. Of course. Why, why would you not live in a, a really nice uh, glass house by the water? Yeah. You live in that the ghost for, or 13 ghost house. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and you know, granted there's a scene that I hate in the movie. Oh, you know, you're not, not, yeah, that's not the roller coaster scene. It's not. I know what yeah. it is. Yeah. I just, Again, like I get it. He's he's fucking, you know, but you don't have to kill a dog. I just I hate that shit. In the in the 90s, it was like their go to a I forgot. Yeah, not I don't forget. But yeah, it's William Peterson was in there who went on to be like mega. I mean, probably the biggest star in television at one point for CSI. Yes. The dad, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, but like just the whole uh like watching them fall in love you know what i mean and and they do have great chemistry um and seeing like you know innocence being taken advantage of that's something that happens all the time oh yeah you know and that's terrifying to watch because confusing love with an obsession you know and, like art the clown hello oh yeah and then being like total sociopath too i mean yeah. you know there's a point where in that movie where you're like i ah, you can kind of see he's just hormonal and he thinks love love and anger just kind of going together and then you're like oh now he's carving himself up okay uh yeah, <laughs> yeah or breaking your best friend's neck yeah again the famous scene which is where he's punching himself in the chest and then you know yes yeah and then and then you have to like I think one of the most pivotal '90s movie moments is when they're on the roller coaster and he's fingering her to wild horses. Like, <laughs> so ridiculous, and it's so. That should have been like a like a one of those like, do you know where your kids are? Uh, commercials. <laughs> yeah, she's on the roller coaster getting finger blasted. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know. It, it's. I would watch not on repeat, but I would watch it. It was like a heavy rotation movie for me. Uh, Alyssa Milano when you know, she's put in that situation too, where, you know, she's sleeping with him and it's her best friend and that whole scenario like that. It's another super realistic part, but I think it's, she did really well in, in her role, Alyssa Milano. Absolutely. 
Was that before or after Boogie Nights? I feel like Boogie Nights was his first movie. Was I was I nope, it was no was it before. Fear, uh, yes. Uh, he did the basketball diaries, which he had a small role in fear, yep. some movie I've never heard of called Traveler, and then he kind of breaks out with Boogie Nights into uh, a megastar and never really went back. Ex yes, exactly. I, I liked him in this one. I thought he fit the role of a psycho, and I don't think he's attractive. Like, that's just me. Sort of fits the role of a psycho, because around that time, not long before it, he did actually uh, beat a man uh, for being Asian until his eye fell out. So... Well, I mean, wait, wait, allegedly, let me say allegedly, although I believe he did lose that in a court of law, but I'm going to say allegedly just to protect myself. <laughs> I feel like that is, never mind. I feel like that's just like him in a nutshell until he catapulted to like his success. And now he's like, you know, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson type where he's like, I'm a tough guy, but I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. He and, oh God, He's such, he's kind of a douche too, though. Because like, he's one of those guys who like, has gone on record and was like, would have been different if I was on that plane in 9-11, bro. And I was like, shut the fuck up. No, shit would have not been different. And Sit down, dirt diggler. Dude. Your dick was fake. <laughs> I didn't know he said that shit. What a fucking douche. He's one of those, you know, tough guys who like, likes to say that shit. And I'm like, shut up. Like, yeah, no. Ugh. Like, even Ted, like, is that the movie with the bear? Mm -hmm. Like, I know a lot of people love it, but I just, I don't, I don't think he's funny. I don't really, it just, he always gives that like, oh, I'm a tough guy. Ugh. See, he's got movies that I like. I, I just feel like, you know, like I love Tom Cruise. Would I ever want to hang out with Tom Cruise? Probably not. Uh, like, yeah. but on screen, like, like I like Mark Wahlberg. I, I think Four Brothers is a great movie. He's playing that Boston tough guy. Who would have guessed that's something oh, yeah. he's, you know. I yeah. think Boogie Nights is great. Um, the happening is so goddamn dumb, but I mean, it's funny watching him like just stare at trees for the whole movie. <laughs> I watched that movie once and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Have you ever seen Rockstar with him? I feel like I have. It's like, so cheesy. Like it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's a fun movie. I actually own the, the soundtrack because I'm like, this is so over the top and horrendous but like in just a great way is that with jennifer aniston yeah and yeah, which she okay. basically does nothing the whole movie like she, i don't i'm like why what what did you pay her to be in this movie she just kind of stands there to, to do exactly that because jennifer aniston was that like you know 90s babe which yeah. and everybody wanted her and then they're like in the whole movie, she's like the girlfriend before he becomes famous, and then he becomes famous, and then what happens when you become a rock star? But you're like at home, at at home, you're like watching like this is the dude everybody's spanking it to in Maxim and all this shit at that time, and you're yeah. cheating on her. <laughs> exactly, and also too, I will say this on the record: I don't think Jennifer Aniston is that good of an actress, and I'll just say that on the record, I will wholeheartedly agree with you. She does not bring a lot to the table, I don't think. Like, yes, Friends is, you know, iconic to most, but it's not, like, a, anything to me. I really I can't stand Friends. Uh, I know that's going to cause a lot of waves, but... Not with me. I, don't, I don't see anything funny about it, and I just thought it was kind of, like, overkill after the 100th season. I'm with you. I never got into it. I don't quite... I don't like the show. I'm not one of those people who, like, hates it, but... 
I think she is perfectly good on the show for what she was given to do. But outside of that, I've never seen a movie of hers or honestly any other role where I'm like, maybe on, I'm not even joking. Maybe Leprechaun. Uh, okay. So I was going to say, you got to give credit to like the, 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 the movie that got her here, which is Leprechaun. But also I like, um, along comes Polly. Along came Polly. With, yeah. Uh, Ben Stiller. I didn't think that that movie was horrible. See, but I think that's because I like Ben Stiller so much. I was just going to say, but that. <laughs> and be... William, not William H. Macy. Um, oh, my uh, God. He died. Um, no, he did not. The, the dude who died. Hank, to... Hank Azaria? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, give me a second. I got to look it up. Oh, um, he won an Academy Award right before he died. I cannot believe. Uh-huh. And it's going to, we're going to get slammed. And I'm going to edit this part <laughs> Yeah. We know uh, exactly who we're talking about. Uh-huh. We definitely didn't forget this actor that everybody loved. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. 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 Yeah. I, I could not believe I just said Hank Azaria. <laughs> no, yes. I was he, like, no way he fucking died. Uh, yes, yes, no. But uh, I think that, I personally think that that movie is good because of who Sir. And it's it's not like I'm saying I'm not saying girls aren't funny. I think some there's some hilarious women out there. But in this particular, well, in Jennifer Anderson's particular case, I don't think she's very funny. I don't. She, she's just so like bland. But she's gorgeous. I mean, there's no denying like when she was in her Brad Pitt era and they were married. Like she's she's a fox. She was a, a good looking chick. She's a good a good looking old woman. You know, older woman. Um, <laughs> oops. <laughs> you old good looking old broad. You old hag. <laughs> Granted, you know, she's looking better than me at 930 and she's like 50 something. So whatever. But uh, I just I'm not like a huge Jennifer Aniston fan. I'm not. And I don't I don't know. I just. I know. Like, do you remember like not to this is the bag on Jennifer episode, but like, do you remember when, like when that movie The Breakup came up or came out with uh, Vince Vaughn and her? And like, yeah. I swear to God, the whole marketing on that movie was like, you see her naked. And then like, you see like the top of her butt crack for like three milliseconds. And I was, yeah. I remember being like, I wasn't super offended because I honestly, I'm never, I was of the friends cast. I was more of a Courtney Cox guy, but right. exactly. Like, but I was also like, I was like, you kind of just lied to sell this movie. And then they did it again with that fucking, it was a better movie, but that movie where her, and I swear we talked about this last week, but like her and, uh, no, Jason Sudeikis, they, Jason Sudeikis hires a fam, like a bunch of fucked up losers to be his family. Cause he's got to get to Mexico or some shit. And like that, that called? it's not vacation. Cause that's what you thought it was. And it turns out it's something else, but, um, RV, but no, that's that's Robin Williams. Uh, but like her entire like premise of being in that movie is like she puts on a strip tease, and then I'm like, again, Sorry. and I was like, you're you ain't you ain't thirty anymore, and I'm like, you ain't you ain't really forty anymore either. So like, <laughs> so what the fuck are you doing, Jennifer? Yeah, and Anderson. I'm like, you want to be the sex symbol, but you also don't want to be the sex symbol is what that seems like to me. And I'm not like taken seriously. Yeah. Like I'm a, you're not really like giving me serious vibes. Cause you're kind of like a fucking wet blanket. We're the Millers by the way is what it's called. Yes. 
Blu-ray. Damn it. And it's two weeks in a row. We can't remember the name of that ep- that movie. And that tells you how memorable that fucking movie was. Exactly. So that means I should watch it tonight. No, I'm just kidding. I would not watch that movie again. Yeah. It was one. It was fine. But it was a once was enough kind of movie. Yes. A little. Yes. A little over the top. But a one time watch. It wasn't that bad for newer comedies. Don't even get me going on that tangent because we could talk about that all day. But well, we want to so, talk yeah. about sex symbols, which is a big part of thrillers, especially in the 90s. My number three is my 90s pick. And it is it delivered on the S.E. sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. baby <laughs> let's talk about it right. was, uh, I believe, the sole reason why I uh, loved this actress for like 20 years. And despite her never really making that many movies outside of a few thrillers in the 90s, um, I'm talking about Ashley Judd and I'm talking about Double Jeopardy. Oh, I forgot about Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy is was a movie that I swear to God I must have saw in the age of cable. That movie was on I like repeat over and over again. And after I saw the scene on the boat as like a 12 or 13 year old, I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I got to watch this over and over again, which I will say she doesn't do the Jennifer Aniston. She goes for it. I t- I forgot uh, Tommy Lee Jones was in this movie. Yep, he's the one that's uh like so so again okay this is a, a pitch yeah. for all the younger people if you're listening and you don't know what this movie was uh, it was a very pretty big movie uh, the whole premise of this movie is Ashley Judd is framed for the murder of her husband but her husband fakes his own death so she goes to jail does her time gets out. And she finds out about a loophole called Double Jeopardy, where basically they're telling her you, which is factually inaccurate, but uh, Mm -hmm. they're telling her the premise of the movie is you could walk up to him in the middle of the street and shoot him because you technically she knows he's alive and no one else does. But she technically cannot be charged for the same crime twice. Don't try this, kids. It will not work for work in your favor, but it made for a great fucking thriller. <laughs> and people believed it. That's how movies yeah. worked back in the day was they yep. came up with these fucking crazy storylines and you believed it. So then the rest of the movie kind of becomes like a reverse flip where she's hunting him and she's going to fuck him up because she and, and it's a whole great cat and mouse game. And um yeah. It's really fun and, and and Tommy Lee Jones is great in it. It's it is it is sexy. It is it is so you get your little sex appeal on there too. Um to me, it's probably the thriller I saw the most in the 90s <clears throat> outside of one, which will be an honorable mention when we get to it. I just don't want to steal it in case it's yours. Well, I appreciate that. I know like I uh my honorable mentions are a little bit crazy and writing the line if it's a thriller so and we'll get to that when. thrillers i think that's a fair i think that's a fair thing because thriller is it's sort of a wide net yeah it, and that's the thing it's like when i pulled up thrillers they had halloween movies on there i'm like i don't consider that like a thriller and then there's some movies where i had to ask greg i'm like would you consider blah 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 like a thriller or is it like psychological horror yeah, and I think that that kind of needed that. That's a very close. That's a much closer one than some of the ones I saw. Yes, agree. But Double Jeopardy, that one I totally forgot about, but I did watch that one, and that was a good one. That was on 
and the other one that I just know that was on because my dad is a, and I, I doubt this will be on your list because it's not that great of a movie, but just to kind of pack it in there with some 90s ones yep. that were on all the time in my house. My dad is a sucker for a strong woman. Strong oh, woman. Yeah. Um, I mean, in any sense. Like all his favorite musicians, he he loves Melissa Etheridge. He loves Lady Gaga. He loves it. Like if it's a girl who like is just like relentlessly herself and is like, I'm going to kick fucking ass, whether it's in a movie or music, he's yeah. he's easily like smitten and he loves them. Love that. And he doesn't eat. And he actually, I know, genuinely hates this actress, but he loves this movie. Uh, it's enough with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, that is a good movie. Yes. Yeah, the movie where she's like the wife and the husband's like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist or something. And he keeps like beating the fuck out of her. So then yeah. she like secretly trains with like a kickboxer to become a good fighter. And then like plans this mega fight and at the end of the movie. Guess what? She beats the shit out of him. She does. It's a, it's, like it's a simple movie, but like. My dad was it, that movie, that and uh, fucking um, Double Jeopardy. I just feel like we're on all the time. <laughs> well, that's two good movies to have and repeat. But it's so funny because Enough is a, a good storyline, but it doesn't make any sense. Because if you have a controlling asshole partner that beats you, there's no way that you can go and take goddamn lessons because that motherfucker is going to be looking for you. Yeah, it, it's. But I don't exactly remember the plot, but I do remember like she specifically like sets the house up like she moves the coffee mm -hmm. table so that that way if, if she's ever gonna when she hits him it's good you know like like it's a whole yeah. so she has time to prepare but i don't remember exactly what the context was um but i mean she kills him spoiler yeah. alert yeah. <laughs> like, i thought it was and that again it's during a time when these movies were actually believable and they were actually done decently you know what i mean like i, I mean again it, 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 I don't know if you really think about it, that was granted and enough is not my pick. Uh, Cause I think it's an okay movie, but like that's before like Ronda Rousey, like that's before, like, you know, now there's people like who legitimately like, like granted, like, th like there's still some dudes who are like, oh, I could beat up Ronda Rousey. Like, fuck you. Yeah, but like, okay, <laughs> like the, you know, not that long ago, you know, there were, there wasn't like female fighters that were thought of like that highly. And then, you know, along came like Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate. And a lot of these girls were a lot of dudes were like, Oh yeah, she could beat the shit out of me. <laughs> like <laughs> I would, I, she would kick the fucking shit out of me, you know? So it, it kind of came before that, which is kind of cool. Yeah. That movie would probably be more believable now because now you'd be like, mm, yeah, I've seen what that a woman like that can do. <laughs> like, True. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind that. That that would be like a thriller remake. That would be bad made now. That's a good. You know what? That is a good topic. Is movies made back in the day that would be potentially good remade now? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean. I actually Ronda couple. Ronda Rousey had one that never got that they were gonna make that I was like I would have been down for it. They were gonna remake Roadhouse, but they were gonna have her be the bouncer, and I was like, I believe that that Ronda could beat up a bunch of drunk morons at a bar. I absolutely would buy that. Yes. Oh my god, yes, and that would be amazing to see. Well, they remade it with Jake Gyllenhaal instead, so that's coming out later this year, <laughs> and I will watch it. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that they remade that. Okay, yeah, good to know. It's coming out, uh, I think, later this year. 
well. I only know it because they filmed it at a UF. They filmed one scene at a UFC show and they filmed it like before the show started, I think, or after the show or I know that's what it was. They filmed it in the middle of the show, like, but during like a commercial break. So the live audience all saw it. We're like, they came out and it was like Max, whatever his fucking name is. And they're in the crowd. Like was like, that's Jake fucking Gyllenhaal. And then they were like, it doesn't look like they're quite, landing on some of these punches so they had like a choreographed fight in the in in the octagons to a very confused crowd (laughs) oh my god could you imagine physically being there having some drinks and being like is this happening yeah is this actually really happening (laughs) i think it would have been great i would have been like i would have been like give him another fight (laughs) (laughs) let him go for the belt (laughs) I love it. Uh, I guess that would bring us to your uh, second favorite uh, thriller of all time. Yes. And this one is the one that I probably should not have watched at the age that I watched it. Because I think it came out when I was six. Yes, I was six. But I didn't watch it right away. Um, I saw it on pay-per-view. And... It does have some strong females in it. It's uh, 1992's The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. It's a great movie. Yes, with Rebecca De Mornay, Annabella, I can't say her last last name, but her. Uh, Julianne Moore, Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in that movie. But that movie is a lot to... Like it goes from one thing to another to another, and uh, you know, using language that's not appropriate to use <laughs> now. <laughs> like, and that that whole ask. Okay, so uh, pretty much the plot is the w- woman's pregnant. She goes see. Her, she goes to go see her doctor, but she, they couldn't see her or something like that. So she had to go to a different doctor, and he ends up inappropriately touching her, um, files the suit, and then he ends up killing himself. Yep. Uh, Because of a life insurance policy. Yes. Yes. And just like that whole scene is so uncomfortable to watch. And you're just like, oh, God, and she has asthma and just like such a such a hard scene to watch. But like that's when shit starts to unravel. And that's when shit starts going downhill pretty quick. I. I would almost argue that's another thing that, uh, that this movie brings up. A, I think this movie is one of the f- early 90s movies that really kind of sparked what maybe became that 90s thriller uh, oh, yeah. motif. But mm-hmm. a lot of times thrillers will touch some controversial fucking topics. And, and there, yes, yeah. there was a lot in this one. Like, Yeah, I mean, this was a not that this was the first movie about rape and molestation, but you know, the whole idea of it becoming from a physician and while you're pregnant. Mm-hmm, it was just really gross. It kind of reminds me. I mean, an honorable mention of mine has that has a theme of that. And there was another one I thought that I saw had a theme of that. But uh, either way, um, it's I, I think that maybe the taboo can also be a common uh, motif you see where it's almost acceptable to touch that subject in this genre, where if you touch that in, oh my God, I'm using touch too much for this description. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you, you know, if if you. uh, Yes. 
went with that topic in another genre for some reason you know you don't see them as often in other genres than you do in this one and i don't know why that is but you know it very that's a very good point it's very very yeah. good point and also having it be uh a double edged revenge story you know what i mean like revenge from uh peyton rebecca de mornay's character from her side um to uh, Claire's side, which is Annabelle. I, can, I can't say her last name. Yeah. Uh, so, like, seeing it from granted, it's it's not right on the one side, but like, I don't know. It's just so the the play on it, like her wanting to take over her family because like she thinks that she destroyed it. When in all actuality, your, your husband's a fucking dirt bag. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's it's crazy. Also, it shows trusting. And how different people are or were back in the day with just like hiring a babysitter and just putting an ad out and letting someone in your fucking house. Like that's crazy. I mean, it make you're you're hundred percent right. I mean, it's crazy. It's a whole trust thing. And I think that comes into a play with 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 these. Who can you trust in a thriller? I think that's a big, big motif in it is you know. Oftentimes you think you can trust character A when it turns out character B who you didn't trust was the real one you should have been trusting the whole time. And yeah. I, I think that plays into it as well. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a big one, but a hand the rocks cradle is incredible. I didn't even think about it. Like to be honest with you, I love, for some reason I was so drawn to it when I would watch on the pay-per-view channel, like the previews and it just looks so intense. And I, I don't know. It just like it, it, but like I wanted to watch it and then I, watched it and I didn't really like realize what was going on because I was young and I shouldn't have been watching it. But like when you get to the end scene where she fucking like goes ham on the family at the end, mm -hmm. it's so intense. Like she's so evil and her eyes, like Rebecca De Mornay playing her was perfect. Those crystal blue eyes. And when she gets like that, that look in her face, she's evil. Like you could feel it. Um, so yeah, but then she gets hers, and Ernie Hudson's a fucking national gem in this movie. And <laughs> as the end is in every movie. <laughs> yes, every single movie. But like that part too is so heartbreaking when, like, she sets him up in a really disgusting way. You know what I mean? And like, you feel so bad for him. Like, I I rewatched this not too long ago, and I cried. I was so upset. I'm like, why? Why would you do that to him? <laughs> Have you? Okay, just to touch on. God, stop saying touch. Just to bring up on this subject of thrillers, have you ever seen the movie Sleepers? I don't think I have. Sleepers is again, I'm just this is the 90s. This is a movie that was on all the fucking time. My dad was obsessed with this to the point that me and my mom were like, please stop watching this. Like it's too depressing. Enough. And oh, the whole movie, and it's like an all-star cast. I mean, it's Robert De Niro, Kevin Bacon, Brad Pitt, Jason Patrick, Billy Crudup, Minnie Driver, oh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, there's just a shit ton of famous people in this movie. But the whole movie, it's about a group of kids who accidentally kill somebody um, playing a prank. Like, yeah. they, they, they push a hot dog cart, and it, like, kills a guy. And they all go to juvie. And then basically they're all just molested for years in juvie. And then it cuts to, so it keeps cutting between like what's happening to them as kids. And then it cuts to them and their broken lives outside of it. Yeah. Um, which some of them have gone into professional lives of crime 
and um, have decided that they've had enough of, uh, of living with what they lived with and are going back and finding the people who were worked in the juvie detect. It's, it's a fucked up movie beyond belief. Um, which is why we were like, why are you watching this? And he's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, it's just really good. He's like, I like when they, when they kill the guys. And I'm like, okay, like, I guess, (laughs) I guess I get that. (laughs) But there's some sort of like feeling of a feeling, a sense of redemption because, you know, again, not to go there, but I will go there. This happens every fucking day, you know, like literally 24 hours a day. And it's so, it's one of the hardest to- topics to talk about, but it's one that needs to be advocated the most because it needs to fucking stop. So when you see movies like this and whether you've had an experience with that, you've known someone or you've gone through it, you feel a sense of like, that's a voice for a second. You know what I mean? Like you feel. And it starts a conversation. Be... Yes. So yes. I, I, I think you're a hundred percent right. I mean, it's hard to watch. It's not, I mean, behind, um, animal deaths it's the thing i you know i i just i'm like oh god so uncomfortable yeah but there was one movie there there's one movie called intruders i don't know if anyone's heard of it and it was what's his name and it's a scary movie and it looked really good and i didn't know the premise of it let me me see the actor though real quick i won't give give away too much but um it really hit home like it just hit me so hard because of what transpires what is this guy's name clive owen oh i love clive yes so and this came out in 2011 and it's like a i want to say it's like a psychological how do they describe this movie frightening thrilling and suspenseful sounds like a thriller Uh, to me it, it was so good and then when you have the third act and you finally realize what's going on it's like soul crushing. Um, one of like the hardest movies to watch, but it's so goddamn good. I have to put a put that put a pin in that one because that might be something I'd be interested in. I do. I, Clive Owen is one of those actors that I'm just I'm just like you should be in more. Yes, like, and you're good. Yeah. Like why aren't you in more? <laughs> it's unfortunate because the ones that aren't so good are in the most, and then the ones that are good you don't see him so too much. But he was amazing in this movie, and it's I feel like no one really talks about it. It just Never heard of it. It has heavy, heavy subject matter, but it's so good. It's done so well. Is that one? And I'm obviously I'm judging it, knowing nothing off of it. But I'm sort of judging it, saying, you ever notice sometimes a movie just has kind of a generic, boring title, and you're just like when you're scrolling through, you're like, that's boring. I'm not watching that. And Intruders, kind of a boring title in the long, you know, in the long run of it. And the, the the cover of it, it's just like his face with his with no mouth. We could do a whole episode, and I'm actually at least a segment. Can we pick out worst like posters and poster, yes. um, like I don't know, uh, 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 what? God, I'm, I ran, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. I'm so excited. Like like poster, like tropes that you see. Tropes, like so yes. stupid. I can't think of a five letter word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But disappointing posters, ones that kind of like either throw you off, they don't give too much, they should have been something completely different. Or like it's a great movie and like it's just like a like maybe it's a, a really cool movie or a great movie and like the poster it just looks so fucking boring. Like or like or a poster where it has like a generic title and then just like the two leads like 
back to back and you're like what the fuck am i supposed to get from this like i don't know anything about this movie <laughs> like exactly so real quick so you you the, the 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 picture is black and white and it's intruders over his eyes so you don't see his eyes and then his mouth there's no mouth and the synopsis is two children one in spain and the other in england are terrorized by a hooded faceless phantom that has seemingly sprung from the pages of the horror stories they wrote the creature called hollow face appears nightly above the bed of the young children and that's pretty much like a, like sums it up and you know you're thinking this is going to be like a haunting movie this is going to be you know this and that and it's not at all what you're expecting in the most heartbreaking beautiful way there's oh that's a different okay there's two versions well there's a lot of movies apparently called intruders to be honest with you but i see the one you're talking about yeah, yeah. that's it, uh, that doesn't sound like it. yeah that poster based on what you described and what i'm looking at that doesn't match up and it doesn't no. tell me anything about this movie and right yeah nothing to like lure, nothing to lure you in and i don't know how greg and i found it because it was we watched it like right around the time it came out so i don't know how the fuck we found it but i don't hear anyone talk about it no i mean and i can say i i bet you i guarantee my gut feeling is boring title boring poster i mean you gotta have something that catches the eye a little bit right first of all the way the poster looks you can't even tell that it's clive owen so like your biggest star in the movie you've removed his face from the poster <laughs> and and then you like in the description of the hollow face man and you think that it has something to do with like there's there's nothing like alluring about it that would you know drag you in because Think of how we used to find movies back in the day. Wait, I want to show this to the show this one to the to the the audience here, if you don't mind, because based on everything we just described, let's let's look at this poster here real quick. There it is. This right here is the poster. Yeah, exactly. That's it's exactly what it is. You took the most famous person's face off of it, and it's a boring poster. <laughs> and like you look at it and you just be like, okay, whatever. It's just like a basic generic. You don't even know. Like what what type of intruder? Like who's intruding who? Yeah. No. Yes. But I I recommend that one. It's definitely um it's it's a good story. Okay. Well, that one I will have to uh I will keep an eye out for that one because that does intrigue me. It's on Tubi. I did see it on Tubi. Everything's on Tubi. It's the best. Thank you, Tubi. Um, and then my sponsor us, thing, please. I fucking love you. Um, the last thing I have to say about the Hand of the Rock's Cradle when I looked it up to look at like facts or who made it, it's a Walt Disney motion picture. Like, how the fuck is Disney even like semi attached to this movie? It makes no goddamn sense. So that is so I mean, I mean, I mean, Disney obviously owns a bunch of like they make their adult movies just under different companies that they own. Yeah, but yes. like if it's attached to like Walt, the Walt Disney brand, that's pretty crazy. Like literally look it up right now. If you type in the hand that rocks the cradle and you go to like the Wikipedia section, not the Wikipedia. I have it pulled up. Hold on. Uh, I've got it pulled up right here. Does say distributed by Hollywood Pictures, Walt Disney Studios motion motion picture. Okay, wait. See, I I think I've discovered. I think I, it's I'm looking at it's dis. 
No, okay. It's discovered by Buena Vista, distributed by Buena Vista Pictures. Oh shit! But West Walt Disney Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures, previously known as Buena Vista Pictures Distribution, is an American. So I think this is before they rebranded it as as an umbrella of Disney. Walt Disney. So gotcha. it be. I mean, that's still. I mean, because technically here it says Walt Disney Motion Pictures consists of Walt Disney Studios, Walt Disney Pictures, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Pixar, Marvel, Lucas, and 20th Century Studios, and Searchlight Pictures. Uh, the And the company was originally established in 1953 as Buena Vista. So actually, you're correct. This is the one that became Disney. This is the so it, this originally was Disney and it became or Buena Vista's and became Disney in 2007, it says. Wow, it, that just it blew my mind because I'm like, there's no way there's an affiliation with the hand that rocks the cradle. That's, and, I mean, that's kind of nuts, but yes, kind of cool. I just, I just had to bring it up. I think it's cool. I think, hey, I mean, hey, I think it's cool. I mean, you know, technically, Disney, not that I think it's this is cool because I wish somebody else owned it, but technically, Disney now owns Xenomorphs and Predator and all that other shit. So, yeah, is the, is, is the Xenomorph Queen? Disney princess? I don't know. You make you be the judge. Potentially, I could see that happening. Like, what's his name? I guess more the evil Burn queen Zing? than that does Burnzing. Burn Burn oh, Burns it. The, that does all the drawings. Yes, that does the uh, Disney crossover with horror that I fucking love. I always like his stuff. Love his stuff. He's genius. But anyway, so what is your number two? My number two. I it's the most recent one on the list, but I think it had to be on there. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a hidden gem or anything, but it deserves to be talked about. Uh, it's Academy Award winning uh, Parasite. I have not seen that. Oh, Jordana, you have got to see Parasite. <laughs> I've not. I know. And that was one that I knew got like all the praise and everyone was talking about. And I had a feeling like I would probably enjoy it, but I stayed away from it. So. I love this movie yeah. for two reasons. Number one, it's a great fucking movie. Okay. Number two, I want a bunch of fucking money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I it, love that. <laughs> so I don't know about your state, but in my state, uh, sports gambling, sports bet, sports bet booking gambling, where you can bet on your phone on shit. Yeah. Had not had be, just became legal a couple years ago. And the, I believe the year it became legal all my friends were trying, they were, you know, you sign up, you get 50 bucks. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then the Academy Awards came up and I was like, okay. And like, they were like, you can bet on who's going to be best picture. And I looked at the fucking list and I was like, I was so confident. I was like, there's no way Parasite doesn't win. I'm like, there's no fucking way it doesn't win. Like, I know it would be the first Korean movie to ever win Best Picture, and maybe, might have, I don't know the history of the uh, Academy Awards. Might have been the first foreign film to win. I don't know. Wow. But I was like, there's no way. So I did that thing where I signed up, and I got the 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 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever, and I just put it, and they're like, you could have free bets. And I just put it all on that to win, and it fucking won. And I was like, yes! <laughs> and then I was like, I'm addicted to gambling! <laughs> <laughs> and that's when sam got his a gambling addiction problem <laughs> no i i very I, I i bet like three or four times a year now just for fun but 
I do bet every year on the Academy Awards now, uh, but I haven't fucking won since that. <laughs> well, to be fair, the, you're paying garbage. Yeah, that's true. But uh, to give you a brief rundown of what it is, um, to be yeah. very, because there's so many twists and turns and surprises, it takes place in Korea, um, uh, South Korea, not North, because we you know, don't talk to them very much. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. Yes. Uh, and there's a very, very poor family. They live in this, like the lower side of town. It constantly floods. They're so like poor, but they're scratching and clawing. And, but ultimately they're like a pretty happy family. Yep. And one of them takes a job working for this ultra rich family. Like, and um, they're like tutoring their kid or whatever. And Basically, this little fit, this un, this poor family starts to slowly leech into this other, this rich family's life by getting like the driver of their family fired, and then having the dad pose as a driver. And so now the dad is the dri the dad of the poor family is the driver, and now the son, you know, he gets a job working as like I don't even remember like the pool boy or whatever. By the end of it, the whole family's working for this rich family, and they don't know that they're being lied to about who these people are. Um, and then they get greedy one night when the rich family goes on vacation and they're like, fuck it. We're going to like throw, we're going to hang out in, we're going to live in the rich house for a week or whatever. And then shit goes down, but it's really fucking good. Oh, damn. That sounds good. I yeah, haven't even, I haven't, I haven't looked anything up on it. I honestly had like no idea. And I, not that I didn't have an interest, but I just figured it wasn't like something because no one also really said anything about like, Oh, this is a good movie. It's re like genuinely like it was whatever year that came out. I guarantee there was not much better that came. That director is also one of those types of directors that everything he makes is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um. He uh. But I mean, I genuinely I think you would really like it if here's obviously the big if, and I don't judge anyone. I hate when people are like, eh, you don't you can't watch fucking subtitles or whatever. You know. Oh. So some people don't like it. There is a dub version. There is a subtitle version. But if that kind of thing annoys you, I'm not talking down to the to the listeners. I get it. Nope. Some people are just annoyed by it. But yeah, if you can get past it, the story is un is you will be fucking hooked by the end of it. I promise you. Well, I take your your you know um, views on movies very seriously, and you know pretty much for the most part we match up. So I will. Definitely watch it. I don't mind subtitles. Train to Busan. Hello. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you, you, sometimes you have to sacrifice just reading a little bit to get to a good movie. So I am all for it. Yeah, it's it's really good. Quite not quite. It's obviously not a horror movie, but there are as it goes on, things will become more and more dark. Up. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm that I'm in the mood for like dark like green room was right up my alley something that i haven't seen the type of the type of movie i was looking for so i will definitely add that to my list since we have vacation coming up nice i think you'll like it all right drum roll jordana what is your number one favorite thriller it's not any it's I'm, I feel like this is such a wait 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 let me let me let me let me write something real quick just to see 
Yeah, I know exactly what you're drawing. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite horror movie or thriller movie? <laughs> My favorite horror mo or thriller movie is Seven. And it's not going to show up on screen, but I promise you that that is a seven. <laughs> I thought you were going to draw John Doe. I thought you were do like the hat and everything. I was like, he's no. totally drawing him. Um, and it's so cliche because I've talked about it before, but I think seven is literally unmatched when it comes to thriller. Like that movie is that movie shook me when I first saw it. I fucking love it. Every time I watch it, I get the same effect watching it. Um, arguably one of the best chase scenes i don't even know why i don't bring it up in, in horror movies because i know it's not like a horror technically a horror movie but like thriller but the the scene between brad pitt and kevin spacey in the rain mm -hmm. fucking phenomenal like ed you want to talk edge of your seat and then the 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 money shot of kevin or kevin uh uh brad pitt looking up at kevin spacey with the gun in his face yeah, I mean the the movie is, uh, it, uh, first of all, it's a Fincher movie. <laughs> right, I was just gonna say, of course. <laughs> uh, I love this movie. Uh, it would be in my top three if I didn't give myself the uh, the the rule of one Fincher movie. But um, it is. I also would I, I would argue this. I think seven is probably the most influential of our lifetime of a, of a, uh, of a thriller movie. Yes. A it's uh, what it's sorry. You go. No, 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 please deliver your well, A. I think every thriller movie, first of all, seven was just bananas, like popular and like made a shit ton of money. Oh yeah. It also established David Fincher, who I've already fanboyed enough for, but it set him up for the rest of his life where he now they're like, yeah, whatever you want to do, man, just just do yeah, it. Good. Yeah. You, um, but like the way that movie looked, everybody tried to recreate for the next 10 years, the rain constantly coming down, the grittiness, the grime. I will. I've always argued, watch, watch that movie. Watch Saw. I like them both. Saw is just the full horror version, horror movie version of Seven. That's all it is. That's a great way to put it, and it totally is. Like, yeah, the shit that you, like the the aftermath of what happened, you actually see it in Saw. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so I think it's the most influential. I agree with that, and that ending too. Name another ending where it hits you in the fucking crotch, dick, as hard as that, and makes you like, oh fuck. Yes, because <laughs> yes, and also like thinking of it at the time. Again, I think we can talk spoilers on a movie that's from 1995. Yes, there's. I will say this. I'll, I'll preface and I'll let you say it. But I, when I posted about it, some people are like, "I've never seen it." I'm like, "You need to literally, like, stop what you're doing." And if yep. you're busy and you can't do it, when as soon as you get to a free spot you need to watch this movie. And then it was Bella. Remember how Bella used to come on our lives? I think we literally were. Yes, we were talking about that. And uh, she was on our last live. She used to come on our live. She still comes on. Yes, but she she was like, message me. She's like, holy shit. Like seven is out oh. of this world. And I'm oh, like, I'm glad. No. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. It's yeah, it, it is phenomenal. Okay, that being said. Yes. 
There's multiple things about that. And we've talked about it a little bit, I think, on lives. I don't think we've ever talked about it in a regular episode. Not even what's in the box, which you could, I'll let you take that part. They had a A-list celebrity in a movie. Granted, he is not an A-list celebrity anymore, but <laughs> he was a big, big celebrity, and they hid him. The killer of the movie is not revealed until the last 15 minutes of the movie, and it's fucking John... C not John Cusack. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, John Cusack. <laughs> it is Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yes, which, again, I know... I know, but he had at the time we didn't know. <laughs> nope, amazing performance by him. Oh, and here's one of those ones that sucks. I used to consider Kevin Spacey at one point he was my favorite actor. Yes, and I I admit that freely. It's not like you know it makes me a bad person. He was a phenomenal actor. Problem yeah. is, is like going back and re and watching some of his movies. Like American Beauty is an amazing movie, but it's a movie that is partly about a man questioning having. Kevin Spacey questioning having sex with a teenager. And then what came out about Kevin Spacey wasn't that far off from the, from the movie. And now I can't watch that fucking movie anymore. <laughs> well, no wonder he played the role so well. <laughs> no wonder yeah. that movie was such a hit because clearly there was a lot going on, but here's my, my stance on that. That's, you know, the artist and the artist or the art and the artist, like separating the two and granted you know, like we did not know when all that stuff was happening, but you cannot deny how good of a performance he had as John Doe. He's just, he was, he, this is probably to this day, he probably is a very talented man as an actor. Problem is, he's a piece of shit. So, we're moving on from that though. He's phenomenal as John Doe. The fact that in, that could never happen today. Could you imagine if, let's flip it, Brad Pitt would be that guy now. Could you keep Brad Pitt a secret in a movie today and have him pop up in it? Like, no fucking way you could do that. It's almost, I can compare that to when they did Scream and he had uh, Drew Barrymore on the cover of the movie and you thought that she was going to be the star and he killed her in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, and it was awesome. Yes, it, and it was done so goddamn well, but like, Everyone thought they were going to see a Drew Barrymore horror movie, and she's done in 10 minutes. <laughs> Literally, she's the first kill, which is brilliant. Wes Craven, I love you and I miss you. <laughs> I, oh, just <laughs> so good. But Kevin Spacey's dialogue in the car when they're going to the spot gives me chills because he just delivers the, you know, the way he describes um, what they did and why he did it. I've said this before and people are going to think I'm crazy, but you mildly are like, Hmm. Okay. Like he, not that he has a point on everyone, but some of the shit that he says, you're like, okay, I kind of can. And that's understand. sort of, and, and in that way he wins. Cause his whole point is I want to, my message to go out to others and others like me will receive it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that what I think, I don't even remember how old I was but when I watched that. I was so fucking scared. Like, I was, I, I think I slept with the light on because my mom's like, you can watch it. But again, I'm not responsible for the way that you feel afterwards. And I watched it and I was like, terrified. Think about this, just this, this, which by the way, yeah, terrifying, especially for a child. But think yeah. about this. Name a big budget movie that's mainstream with 
actors as big as Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey and Brad Pitt were, name me the last one of those that was made today where the villain wins. And I don't mean like, oh, he kind of wins. He unequivocally fucking wins. (laughs) I don't don't think that there's any other movie where the antagonist comes out successful. Truly. I'm I'm probably missing something. I got one. The only other one I can get. What? Saw. It's back to Saw. Jigsaw wins in the end of that one. And that's the only one I can think of. And they're the they're, I think they're two sides of a, of a coin. I think Sam is you're on to something. I think that you're completely right. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not much more to say about seven. Seven's fucking great. If you haven't seen it, I'm seven's a ten. We, yes. Seven is a ten. And if we ruined it, you still gotta watch it. It's still worth watching. Okay. And if you and if you are a horror fan who's like, eh, maybe I'm not into thrillers. If you like Saw, you're going to like Seven. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love that comparison now. Like, just thinking about it, I'm like, wow, that makes so much goddamn sense. I've never looked it up, but I have to imagine. Obviously, James Wan doesn't need to lie about anything anymore. I, I would be curious if he's like, yeah, I really like Seven. So I made my version of Seven. Like, <laughs> Yeah, influenced by it. I bet you... Yeah. I bet you if you go back in the archives, you might find something. But all right. So now let's do a drum roll and a Arsenio Hall. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> to Sam's number one. Uh, I had to throw a Fincher on here. And there's two that I have really neck and neck for my favorite. Because spoiler alert, uh, seven would be my third favorite of the Fincher. Um, actually, my third favorite thriller. Yeah. Um but I'm going to give it to the one that inspired this episode. And that is, I'm going to give it to Gone Girl. I've never seen that one either. Oh my God, you've never seen Gone Girl. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's like, a, I mean, granted, I think every movie is not that long ago because I'm old now. Uh, <laughs> it is from 2014, but I'm like, no, it's just a couple years ago. <laughs> I know. And I think that, that too, because I'm like, that's not that far away. And I'm like, that's literally like nine years ago. Gone Girl is, oh, without giving. No, it's Ben Affleck, correct? It's Affleck and it's Rosamund Pike. Yep. And Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, but, may, but pretty much it's it's a twofer movie. It's Rosamund and it's Ben Affleck. Uh, and without giving too much away since you've never seen it, and I don't know if you ever will, um, it's. Just, just talk about it. Talk about it. Because I think I saw the part where she kills Neil Patrick Harris. Okay, so then there's it. It's a movie that, like, I think we genuinely have problems getting made, even though 2014 is not that long ago. Yeah. With the current state of things, and I'm not one of these people who's like, men's rights. But, like, I don't think people would, and I hate those people, to be clear. Uh, I don't know that Hollywood would have been as itching to make this one because, truthfully, it's a movie about a girl who for the most part is controlling Ben Affleck through false accusations. She gaslighting for the, yes. So she's like a, she's a successful like children's book author. Now, granted he's not, they're both shitty people. I think that's also a thing in thrillers where a lot of times the people are shitty people. Yeah. She's like a really successful author, but she's starting to like not be as successful and the money's starting to not come in. He's kind of just like a boring regular husband who like is having an affair with another woman she Damn. decides to fake her death to 
and and largely put in so many complicated ways to spite him, basically to make him look like the bad guy. To and then she was planning on killing herself, but then she's like, "I'm going to come back." So she comes back, and she but to make herself come back from the dead, she has to like invent this story where she had been kidnapped by another person. So she sets this guy up, Neil Patrick Harris, and makes it look like she's been held captive. Like, yeah, and it's a whole thing where, like, basically Ben Affleck is like, I know you're a fucking psychopath, but because you, but you've got it so that you can, you, you're controlling me because of, like, you know, there's other outside factors I'm not going to get into, but, like, basically she is going to control him for, to be honest with you, she wins at the end, so I, there's one on there. Uh, Damn. <laughs> she she wins like the end of the movie is like he's stuck with her for the rest of his life and he knows how much of a fucking psychopath she is now but he can't do anything about it because the way she's manipulated everything and it's just really good and as a side note if you're a fan of like nudity in movies guess what there's some for both sides you get rosamund and you get ben's big old hog on screen <laughs> Is it yes. real or is it prosthetic? I mean, from from what it seems, from the from my uh, my um, my my hog watching on this movie, which I'm not gonna lie, I'm like is that Ben Affleck's dick. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, every time I watch it, like I kind of forget that it's in there. Like I saw it in theaters, and I bought like the. I was such a big fan of this movie. I bought like the big collector's edition when it came out and I hadn't watched it in a few years to, till we sparked this episode. And I remember I was like, like I was watching it out in the garage and I was like, pretty sure I just saw Ben's dick. And then I had to rewind and I was like, uh, pause. Yep. That is Ben's dick right there. <laughs> and, and then I hate to be like that, but I was like, pretty, <laughs> I see why he's got Jennifer Aniston or Jennifer Lopez. I, I see why why that that's working out for him right now. <laughs> I was just gonna say, did you zoom in and it said property of J Lo? I at this time I think it would have said Jennifer Garner, but uh, in the timeline of things, but you know something. To, hey, if you haven't seen this one, Jordana, just it's an added little bonus that that might make you go. Maybe, maybe I will watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I mean, I'm I'm. I, I just like to compare and then see how they do things. So, I mean, like Sleepaway Camp, hello. This brought up just a, such an, just like, like, I wouldn't say uncomfortable because me and me and Deanna will laugh about everything. Um, but like, you know, then I was like, I'm like, I'm confused. I'm like, is Ben Affleck like hot or not? Because like, I'm like, there's certain movies where like I've seen, you know, like I remember when women were like, woo, how Ben Affleck? And like, yeah. And I watched him in this movie and I'm like, this is obviously like a sexy movie. And I'm like, he looks like, I think he looks attractive. And then I'm like, but then there's also like people being like making fun of him. And she's like, I think it's because in the movies he looks great. And yeah. then when he's not filming, he gains like 50 pounds and has like mustard on his shirt. And, like, and he's always like, you know, those photos, he's always like, like just, he's just smoking and looks like he's dying. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess it is. I guess I was like, I think you cracked the code there. Uh, Cause yeah, I think on screen he brings it. And then he's like, I got six months to eat cheeseburgers. And <laughs> by the way, I don't blame him. Fuck it. Why not? I know. But then now he looks more miserable now that he's married to JLo. There's all those <laughs> shots of her, like slapping him like a mom being like, Shut up, great. And he's just like, Ugh. Ugh. 
Fuck. What did I do? <laughs> I put but, myself okay. in a real gone girl. <laughs> I know. He went from Jenny on the block, the video where he's playing with her fucking thong, to <laughs> that ain't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. And then, sorry. and then left and then came back to it, as, as my, actually. <laughs> my God. So horrible. Well, okay. So, uh, Parasite and Gone Girl. Yeah, are ones that I have to watch. Yes, absolutely. I not would say so. Ben Affleck's penis. Well, but not not because of that. But yeah. <laughs> yes. So we have to do it because I told you about the time that we were watching Jaws and I took an edible and I was all fucked up and I didn't tell Greg I was cleaning and because I don't know if you saw this video but there's a dude that will take an edible and then he'll like race to get stuff done in the house before the edible hits so we can like do the chores. <laughs> No, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> so I was doing that one night. I was like, gotta do this, gotta do this. And then it finally kicked in and I was watching Jaws, shocker. And it's the scene where they're like up in the shark tower, but when they when they go past it, you see the lifeguards like not safe. Oh, you okay, you did tell me about it, yeah, because I was like, I've seen this movie quite a few times, and you're like, no, there's balls in it. <laughs> I, I like, mean, oh, I think okay. I think it's like bathing suit covered, but like when you look up, it's not like it's covered, like you see the shape of a sack and i was dying i'm like greg i'm like steven spielberg put nuts in jaws and he's like shut up <laughs> like froze it and i just sat there laughing at it oh that's so much i mean it's awesome and by the way i will be looking for it the next time i rewatch it so you need to i'll screenshot and send it to you <laughs> <laughs> well i think that our lists were epic great picks um and did you want to talk about our honorable mentions? Yes. Okay. So um, this is a Fincher movie, if I'm correct. Isn't Zodiac a Fincher movie? Yes! My number two favorite! <laughs> Would have been on the list, but I was like, I'm only limiting myself one. Zodiac's fucking awesome. Zodiac puts you like the 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 it's fucking awesome, but that kill scene with the couple, oh my god, like that's it's oh. so brutal. It's like it's so brutal and it's a worst case nightmare scenario. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, put yourself in in those. Like, you don't you don't ever want to be in that position. But like, done so well, the fucking angles. Oh my god! It just. I remember watching it, being like stressed the fuck out. So that, good though. That move. That's a movie that like I get into weird rhythms with. Where like I'll watch it and then like I won't watch it for like two three years and then I'll yeah. watch it and then like. A, Three weeks later, I'm like, God, that was so fucking good. I'm like, I know it's like three hours long and like, honestly, mostly just talking. It's a movie that yeah. like, guess some insanely violent things happen. But like mm. the majority of the movie is just people talking. So some people claim it's kind of boring. I, I don't know. It. It's 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 wonderful. If, if, if it's boring, it's wonderfully boring. Like I love all their interactions and the, and the suspense that's created. Like, even though the scene is the most useless scene in the whole movie, like when fucking what's his, uh, what's his nuts is in, in that dude's basement and he thinks it's the Zodiac killer. So he's like, so yeah. he's convinced himself he's in the Zodiac killer's basement. Spoiler alert. He's not, but yep. like, <laughs> and like when you really look back at the movie, you're like, that scene doesn't make a lot of sense, but either way, it's like ultra like suspenseful. And, um, yes. and, <sighs> just great it is and i feel like you yes a lot of people say it's super boring but i feel like you're engaged for me i'm i was engaged the whole time and invested and i i i genuinely like loved that movie 
it's phenomenal. And I think it's, again, it's, it's, you know, it's for people who are like, well, Jaws doesn't have enough shark kills in it. Maybe that's the same people who are like, well, this movie doesn't have enough serial killer in it. It's not really about the serial killer. It's about the three people and the people around them, how they've obsessed over this now for years and how it has essentially destroyed their lives. Absolutely. And that's scary as it is because yeah. like this shit is real yeah. jobs like that. Like think of people that have to deal with real life serial killers and how destructive and how it plays on your psyche, like how it affects you. Like there has, it, it, it you can't, I can't say I'm not saying you can't be normal like in a situation like that, but it, I'm sure it takes so much out of you. Oh, a hundred percent. I think it's got to wear on you. I mean, he was never caught. Let's be with that. So there's people who hunted him for probably yeah. his his or her his or her whole life, yep, and never caught him or her. And I also think that that's one of these. So I, I don't think any of this is a spoiler. If you know who the Zodiac killer is, he never was caught or they were. Yep. I'll say they were never caught. I should say they. And I think that's one people's complaint about this movie is, well, at the end, you don't know who did it. Well, they heavily imply it's one person, but they can't definitively say it. But I'm like, that's history. What do you want, dude? Like, Yeah. Like you want because this is a, a, a actual movie. Like, do you want it to be fiction? Because then we can pretend that it was fucking john smith like yeah i, totally I believe they heavily implied who most people think it was as much as they could without being defamatory because that guy's family might be able to be like listen here fuckhead like you did that wasn't like <laughs> wasn't him yeah. shaggy. wasn't me yeah so um what do you i'm got? glad you i'm glad you you picked you picked it because it is it like i love that movie so but i mean you're getting the picture yeah. Outside of, I even don't hate Alien 3. It destroyed the franchise, but it's a okay movie, while Benjamin Button is the only thing that I don't give a shit about. And the rest of his filmography, honestly, I could watch it on a loop and I'd be fine. Yeah, because it's it's good quality cinema. It's a good, like, he makes good movies, clearly. I mean, and with you taking Zodiac, I mean, I will also hit up can I can I can I do a twofer? I don't want to talk about them both individually unless they're on your list. Abs no, absolutely. I don't think what I pick, the other one I pick, uh, is on your list or vice versa. So go right ahead. So I'm just gonna twofer uh, the rest of his so we can get done with my fanboying because it's too much. But I love him. Uh, I, I'm gonna double up with because uh, I do think they're again. I I would rank them Gone Girl, Zodiac, Seven. I think. My three yeah. favorite Fincher movies and probably my three favorite. Uh, no, not probably. They are. If, if I included Fincher's full filmography, that would be my three favorite thrillers. But excellent. Lesser known, lesser, lesser on that list. I'm just going to put them in one slot here. Uh, our Panic Room and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Man, I haven't seen either. Ah, well, but, Panic Room's uh, one of those gotcha movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you think and it's I going like one it. way and it goes the other way yep. and then it goes the other way again and it's it's one of those it's very good it's one Who's of his more it? generic uh Kristen stewart um God, what the hell is those people's name give me a second here i got it again it's not 
one of the it, it is not near like the top because i would also put fight club above that but that's not a thriller so i can't put that on there and i'd also put the social network up there but i wouldn't consider that a thriller either so um panic room also has jody foster and forrest whitaker and jared leto oh wow that's a pretty hefty cast though yes uh now the girl with the dragon tattoo is a much much better film though i won't lie <laughs> uh but it's a lot of praise about that one it's extremely hard to watch, though, in the sense of what we talked about with the hand that rocks the cradle. Gotcha. Um, there's a lot of abuse and assault in this movie, uh, and it's shown very graphically. Um, but it's a really good thriller and a mystery um, movie. It's got Daniel Craig in it, Rooney Mara, um, Stellan Skarsgård. It's um, I again, I, I wouldn't put it above the other three, but biggest problem i have with it is that it was such a gigantic fucking hit mm -hmm. and the book series it's a trilogy it's the it's the, the the girl with the dragon tattoo uh the girl who kicked the hornet's nest and the girl who played with fire oh and the plan going in all along was always let's make all three and fucking fincher was like let's go and then they made the first one and it was a gigantic fucking hit and then the studios got in their own fucking way and stumbled over their own feet for so many goddamn years that eventually Fincher just said, fuck it. I'm not I'm not doing it like you waited too goddamn long. Like no. the actors aren't going to be the same age anymore. <laughs> like it, it makes no sense to wait yeah. that long. Yes. So it, it's we talked about that recently, too. I can't remember with what, but we were talking about another time where they they waited like seven or eight years to make a sequel. And then, you know, it just did, it wasn't going to work. <laughs> What the fuck was it that we were talking about? And it was like everyone was so much older. What the fuck was it? I don't know. I know my favorite example of that is Sin City because they waited like 15 years in between and then nobody gave a shit by the time Sin City 2 came out. And wasn't what we were talking about too? No one gave a shit when that came out? Whatever yep. we were talking about, wasn't it like too late now? What the fuck yeah. was it? I don't remember what it was. I feel like that's how it's going to be for the collect the collected Oh, the for the the third the third and supposedly final one. Yeah, like give it to us. Like they sh we should have gotten it already. Yeah, I. Well, I'm intrigued now with those movies because it seems to be teetering on like the dark thrillers, like I, that I'm in the mood for. Because like I'm prepping for spooky season, so I don't want to get into like the norms that I usually would get into around Halloween, like yeah. you know, trick and tree, all those ones. And Panic Room, to be clear, Panic Room's a, probably the most easy of his to watch. I would say it's very, very simply put, it's one of the. It's a movie where criminals invade the house. They have a this family has a super, super high end panic room, so they lock themselves in the panic room. Now the killers are starting to play cat and mouse with them, and then they play cat and mouse back. And it's one of those movies where things are revealed, and it, you know, it's kind of it's a fun movie. It's fun. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, have to check that out i would go with the others that i said first though <laughs> i will i definitely parasites on the top of my list so. parasite i think you would really like parasite i'm excited for that one um my my other honorable mention is one that i don't feel like people talk about at all anymore and it was my first introduction to sandra bullock um and it is the net 95 
I I have been reminded of it because of the list we looked at earlier today. That I think it's the same list based on what we've been talking about. <laughs> yes, I mean this movie though, I genuinely loved it when it came to, when it came out. Again, weird that I was watching at the age that I was watching it because I was I think I was nine or ten. Uh, but I love the um, the twist in it. I love the technology side just seeing like a motherfucking floppy disk (laughs) (laughs) and like thinking how technology was then into what we are now um but i i love it super suspenseful uh i think she's a great lead actress in this one um i love the action of it i love the suspense of it i haven't watched it in a while and greg said he's never seen it and i wanted to slap the shit out of him Oh, I mean, you should definitely see it. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking it. And I also think to this day, I still have just a little crush on Sandy Bullock because she's great in everything. Yeah, like she literally, I loved her in Speed. I loved her in 28 Days. Um, I loved her in this one, While You Were Sleeping. While you were sleeping. She's been doing great for, I mean, I even though it was all bullshit, the football movie with the big football player blindside yeah. which is all yeah. bullshit apparently yeah don't you just love that yeah the the space one was really good too with her and george clooney i think it was yeah i i think sandra bullock is solid and she's like one of the actresses that i think i know can continue like she has such great range she looks great for her age she doesn't age at all um but this movie was just I don't know. I, I, I was like a, a computer video game nerd when I was younger, so I definitely related to this one. It's a good one, too. I mean, it's got that 90s feel to it. Um, I it's it's a it's kind of like a little over the top, but like in a fun way. I think it's a fun it's a fun thriller. It is. It's not like a. I mean, it's suspenseful and definitely people, you know, die in it and. There's the the sexy aspect when she gets when she meets the dude in Mexico. Um, it's been a while. I don't even remember that scene. I'll fully admit it, though. <laughs> so yeah. I don't remember. Maybe I need to watch it. Uh, <laughs> what I, I service is this on? Is it on Tubi? It was on Tubi. I think it was actually like <laughs> expiring in like a couple days or whatever. But it was on Tubi because I saw it and I was like, "Oh my god, the fucking net!" <laughs> so that's 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 my my other honorable mention. Do you have any more? Um, I mean, other ones that are, I think, are pretty obvious ones. Um, The Sixth Sense is a great thriller paranormal movie. But I mean, what? Okay, I mean, we all know the twist now, but I still I think that movie still holds up even knowing the twist. Oh, yeah. That movie is so emotional and so fucking good by all the actors, actresses. Such a good movie. And it's become a joke now, like, you know, like in like bad TV writing where they'll be like, you know, like, you know, the whole seed or like he's been dead the whole time. I don't give a shit what people say that shit. Everybody, when that movie saw like saw that movie, they shit came and fucking like their minds blew out, blew up all at the same time when that came out. Everybody was that was a that was a phenomenon of a movie. People were like talking about it. <laughs> Because again, M- and I know M. Night Shyamalan gets like all this hate because he's never consistent, and some people don't think he sticks his landings. But I think he's I'm one of the most creative directors, storytellers, producer, just amazing. And I think that he has such brilliant ideas, like Signs, Hello, yep. uh, The Visit, um, The Village. 
I, I, I've always been a fan. Now, granted, he's made not gonna lie. There's been some stinkers in there, but he <laughs> he takes some big swings, you know. And granted, I feel like he's come out of director jail though when he started doing like, you know, when he did uh, Glass and Split, yeah. and even though old was whatever, but like you know, it was okay. And now he's starting to do other people's scripts, which I think is a big help to him because maybe he isn't so good at formulating that ending like when he did um the cabin no not cabin in the woods knock at the cabin he did which was i thought fucking great i love that one yeah i think i don't know i'm a big fan of m night i want to see more m night shit uh both his big swings uh as an original director and maybe also adapting some really cool quirky weird movies that probably would not have gotten made without his involvement Exactly. And you know what, to, to, to say this, and I, I know it's going to upset people old, like wasn't the best movie I saw, but it was a lot better than some of the garbage horror that I saw come out. So yeah, at least it was an answer. I was like, I've never seen anything like this before. No. And you, it kept you guessing like what the fuck's going on. And you think, you know, because obviously it seems super black and white, but it's a rainbow of colors and then you get the end and that's what a lot of people said they hated the end but i didn't think it was i expected it from him but also and here's the thing he didn't write that movie well he let me afraid he wrote the movie but it's based on a french comic book so he took he that's how the story is it's not like he was like <laughs> he's like that's the way the story ends in the book dude like i made i wrote that's what do you want me to do tell the author to go fuck himself like <laughs> And there were some amazing scenes, like some that were like, hold your breath, intense type, you know what I mean? And, and sad stuff. And I don't know. I just, I don't see the hate because I think he is brilliant. Like Rosalind, mm-hmm. she requested to watch Signs. Signs is so good. She loves it. And she gets so like, in a, a good way, emotional at the parts where, you know, there's supposed to be the emotion. And after she, they got done, she's like, I, I love that movie. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you feel that same emotion. I know it's, so, I, I love that movie. Like that movie also spawned. There's like a very cute, lighthearted, great Duplass brothers mo- movie that signs inspired and they did not hide it whatsoever. Oh, have, and I know you like the Duplass brothers. Love them. They made a movie called Jeff Who Lives at Home, and I love it. And mm-hmm. it's about uh, it's got um, oh, what's the big guy from How I Met Your Mother and the Muppets, Jason Siegel. Yes. Yep. It's him and Ed. Is it Ed Helms? Yes, him. it's him. Him and Ed Helms, and they're brothers. And Ed Helms is like a mildly successful like car salesman or some shit and jeff is a jeff is jason um siegel and he's like kind of a big fuck up stoner guy but like a big teddy bear and he lives in his mom's basement and the whole movie from the start it opens with a monologue about the movie signs and it's like because everybody kind of knew that guy back in high school, like around that time, they got really obsessed with signs because of like, you know, everything means something, everything means it touches. And it's a movie about ostensibly, I believe the request is his mom is like, it's my birthday. Get off your fucking ass and go to the store and buy some glue so we can repair the door or something like that. That's what the start is. But then he's such like a dopey guy. He's like, he gets a call and it's some guy like answers the phone and he's like, Hey, is, is Kevin there? And he's like, 
no, Kevin's not there. And then like he's walking down the street and then like he sees a guy wearing a like a, a jersey that says Kevin. So he follows that. And it's and it it's all because of signs. And it leads to this like really gi- kind of gigantic uh, emotional roller coaster for him and his family. It's really sweet. And like I cry like a little bitch at the end of it every time. <laughs> I'm like, watch, I'm, I'm reading it and I'm seeing like little, like little clippets of it as you're talking about it. And I want to watch it. It's super cute. I know you're a Duplass brothers fan. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's when I say it's, it's not a thriller at all. It doesn't fit this motif, but it's, just, it's like sweet candy. Like you're, yeah. it's got a little bit of emotion to it. And it, by the end, and I don't know if it's because of me and my brother, we, you know, I'm, I love my brother so much and it, it's really yeah. a movie about brothers. It's really good. <laughs> Oh man, I want to watch it. I like we uh, it, just like evoking that emotional, like that that happy emotion. We're prepping for Hell's Kitchen, and we're watching season nineteen. And they just did like the family, uh, re- not reveal, but when they bring the family on, when it's like the last three. Oh yeah. my god, I was fucking bawling, and Greg's sitting next to me, slapping my th- my thigh, and I'm trying not to look. And I hear Roz, she's crying, isn't she? I'm like, yep. <laughs> in such a beautiful way because when you see movies about like family it just you know strikes your your heartstrings and doesn't it bother you though when when you're like you know it's gonna be like it's gonna get you and you're like Mm -hmm. i want the other person to feel this too and then they don't feel that way at all i just had that last night oh I was watching, so I'm a, or was a huge fan of the show How I Met Your Mother, also starring Jason Siegel, mm-hmm. minus the last season because that can go fuck itself. It's the worst ending, and I mean, it's that and Game of Thrones, I have to imagine, are the worst endings ever. But mm-hmm. there's an episode, and I think it's one of the, like, the, they started doing Easter egg episodes where, like, they would hide things in them. Yeah. And there's an episode called Bad News. And you keep it, the whole episode's about bad news and you, and they, they make it about pregnancy, but in the, every camera cut, when this, when it changes from scene, from the beginning of the show, there's a number 60 and then the camera and it cuts and somewhere in the background is 59 and then the cuts and then 58. So it's counting down to something bad's going to happen. And you, and if you're catchy, you can catch it and see that. And then as soon as zero hits, uh, there's a they get the news that Jason Siegel's father has died in that show and wow. his performance just obliterates me every time. And I was like crying and I look over at Deanna. She's not even facing the TV. She's like, look, she's 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 on her phone on her side. And I was like, no, <laughs> yes, I hate it. <laughs> but I always I, I will cry. And sometimes Greg gets the the mistiness and I'll see him like do his lip talk and I'm like, but I like, I let it go. Oh, I just become I like a, I become a snotty mess. I'm a snotter. <laughs> That's what I was doing today because I had to catch my breath because Declan's family came and they were like, he was from uh, uh, Ireland or whatever. And his, he hasn't seen his family in two years and they were on vacation. So Gordon Ramsay was telling him like, you know, your family's on vacay, so they couldn't be here. And you could see him visibly, like, get upset, like, oh, it's okay. And then he's like, but we rerouted them, and here they are. And he stood up, and this dude's, like, a 250-pound teddy bear, like, big dude. And he just starts breaking down, and he he's like, mom. And when he said mom, <laughs> I was like, 
sobbing. I'm like, I had snap like running down. I needed my napkin. It was horrible, but it was the most beautiful thing. I'm glad we're we are the same in that in that regard. <laughs> I have no shame in my game because I love shit like that. I love seeing. I love it, and and this is a tangent. I don't I don't mean to go off on a tangent. I mean I think I think we're done with thrillers at this point. <laughs> it makes me. I watched a clip of Gordon um, at dinner with the guys, the guys won. And they asked him like, you know, what made you want to become a chef? And he told his, I, and I never knew Gordon Ramsay's story. I thought he was just like a, a, someone who got, who caught a break. And he's like this Uber super sensation that is Gordon Ramsay, you know, but he said that he played football soccer and he tore his knee ligament or something like that. And that was out of the question and his brother was like a drug addict and they didn't have a really great upbringing and then he went to school for culinary you know whatever and the way he was describing how he still has to pinch himself and he, he never wanted to go back to the way that it, he it was for him like just hearing that he's so rooted and he had like such an honest you know what I mean like a humble, a humble beginning. And he's still humble to this day. Like who jet sets in fucking helicopters. He's still grateful and like re- recognizes where he came from. I think that's beautiful. I think, I think it is absolutely You know, watching him when he tells people, you know, if they don't win, come work at my restaurant. Like I have a job for you or the way he's just so like caring and cares about people. Oh, it just, just doesn't that make you just so much more endearing to a person. Like I love yeah. Gordon Ramsay. But like, I'll, I, here's a person I think is like that, that I see all the time and not so much because like he's necessarily giving or whatever, but just who they seem to be as a person and they don't seem yeah. to be lying. I know people who could not give a shit, old people who could not give a shit about his music, but I can't find anyone who dislikes Post Malone. Exactly. He's you. He seems like such a genuinely good dude. Like, I mean, I haven't heard about him necessarily being like, no he does do charity drives actually he does like a live stream like almost like once a month where he like, just like plays like nirvana songs and people and he oh and he did a charity okay he's only does do charity but just like yeah. i feel like a lot of times it's just like videos where someone will be like at a restaurant and it'll be like you know here's my son you know can you come talk to him and there's never a, I, I i don't think it exists where he's just like fuck like i'm eating you know like he's just yeah. like yeah man i'll come fuck now there is that one where there, somebody's talking to him after outside of a festival and he's so fucked up that he's like what yeah <laughs> and i'm like well he's still think I, I don't know what he's saying but it seems positive he said, he, I think he even said, like, he's happy for him. But he's just like, oh, I'm happy for him. Oh. Yeah. So he was, like, still happy. But he's still positive. <laughs> and, like, I, I know, like, those just, they give off good guy, good people vibes. And I just love that. I just love that. And I love that um, those people exist. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's good to see those when, you know, you're on the opposite side, you have, like, someone you thought was good like jonah i never thought he was good i just never thought he was bad and then it turns out he's like you're gonna be my girlfriend you're gonna wear these kind of pants and you're gonna not do your job and you're gonna like i'm like this person and And i'm like aren't you famous for like talking about dicks in a movie like what what is wrong with you (laughs) like you were like a pompous little fucking douchebag when you came onto the scene and like you're still like a douche (laughs) like i don't i don't get it like and I don't know. So like it's just I think it's partly why we are we're endeared to people like Gordon Ramsay and like and and Post Malone. Like 
there's certain celebrities who just don't seem to let it go to their head as much as some of them do. Yeah. And like to the, to the degree of, of Gordon Ramsay, like the stuff that this, that man has done and the stuff that he like still does, like the, the and I, I don't know if you, if you saw, if you've watched season 19, but there was one girl that was homeless when she was younger and she was kind of like in the top before they got to the, like, um, well, she was a black jacket, but he she got eliminated and he like he offered to fly her out to one of her, his restaurants in england like whichever one and he wanted her to go work for him because he was so touched by her story and like her improvement and she's just sitting there like bawling because she's like i would never in my wildest dreams have have expected you know gordon ramsay to do that it just i love that i, <laughs> I, I, so I can go to another food guy that i love that seems to get more hate than gordon ramsay does but i'm like why i love yeah. i like gordon ramsay more that's a guy fieri oh i know i like he, him yeah he's got like an over-the-top personality and maybe you don't like his show but like i've never heard a bad thing about the guy he does countless things for charity and whatnot during the pandemic he himself raised over 25 million dollars for the uh work restaurant workers relief fund his his show that some people like to make fun of him for because oh he's got goofy hair and he drives a dumb car it like that show it's a scientific formula when he visits a store it doesn't get a temporary bump in traffic it gets a permanent 40% increase in traffic because people see that show on repeat constantly and they're like oh i got to go see that show so i'm like this dude is out there literally like saving mom and pop restaurants constantly and just people want to hate on him because he's like what chubby and he's got hair from yeah he's got frosted tips and likes muscle cars like oh my god that's the worst thing ever and then again i'll go back to you know then chris brown could beat his beat his wife and some people are or beat his girlfriend and then some people are like yeah but he makes pretty good music oh yeah oh yeah uh (laughs) fucking the flash harassing people wasted yeah like let's ezra miller yeah yeah, let's put him in movies and uh, let's continue to, like not pull him, but let's continue to put him in movies and advocate for fucking domestic violence. Like, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 the chubby guy having having blonde tips and saving restaurants, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I am all for that, and I actually have gotten to eat at one of the restaurants that he visited, and it is the bomb dot com, and like totally can understand why he loved it because it's. I literally had an emotional moment after we left that restaurant. Like he Greg, makes good wrecks. Yeah. Pierogies of all things. Like I, I'm not a huge pierogi girl. Like I don't sit there and say, gosh, I really fucking want a pierogi. Like pizza, Mexican. That's my alley. That's your wheelhouse. <laughs> I, I love that shit. I can eat that shit all the time. But we went to this place and it was like seven Polish grandmas in the kitchen. And that food, you could you could literally taste the love that is put into that food, and it was oh my god, it was such an experience, so fucking good. <laughs> it sounds awesome. I wish I could try it. Yeah, I'll send you a pierogi. Yeah, but I guess we somehow got into a, a whole little mini segment there about uh, people, nice people in Hollywood, and not just Harvey Weinstein's and Jonah Hills, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's good that we end on a on a happy Positive. note because, yeah, that was because we spent an hour and a half talking about people <laughs> like <laughs> fucking each other over and molesting one another, and 
Yeah. I know. Somehow we always seem to like reel it back in. And again, another tangent where I would love to see what was the starting point of where we went on that tangent. We started at some point we were talking about movies where people get molested in and we've ended with, you know, it was a good guy, Guy Fieri. <laughs> and I'm going to send you a care package of pierogies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that we got to touch on our thrillers. I think it was fun. I'm glad we got to do it. It's something that's not exactly in our wheelhouse. It's adjacent. It's adjacent. Yeah. We, we we like to talk horror, but so it's adjacent. But uh, it was something different. Um, and I thought it was good. And uh, everyone's gonna think I'm obsessed with David Fincher, and you're not wrong. But uh... <laughs> okay, that's one thing that I will support is being obsessed with him because he is a genius. And oh, I wanted to add before we leave that the poster for killer is it killer the new movie's killer yeah i can pull it up actually reminiscent of john doe's sketch from seven it reminded me of like not in the most direct way but an indirect way of like the look of of john doe of, of like what it's like how it brings it up i mean and that's who knows i mean what that's gonna be but let me see here I think it was up. like the hat, and I think it was the way that he was holding the gun. Yeah, but almost like just... a kind of holding it like a dork, almost. I would say, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, let's. Oh God, I'm on Sandy, but whatever. We'll pull. I'll put it in later. I'll put it in post. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll I'll send you the one that I'm thinking. Of, I saw it where he's wearing like the fisherman's hat, and he's just got the gun. Like, yeah, and it just it's very plain, but it's it's drawn. It's not a uh, it's not a man. So again, yeah. Yes. Could have, you know, intruder looking at you. Uh, we could have, or intruders looking at you. Uh, intruder is a good movie. Um, yes. uh, and it has a great poster, actually. Uh, well, but they're, they're doing something right. <laughs> I think that'll bring us to a close on thrillers and great people in Hollywood. <laughs> I love it. Do you got anything you want to plug? I got nothing. I, uh, I don't have a an episode out for Monday. I'm releasing an episode on Friday. Now that school's back in session, I'm changing my release days from Mondays to Fridays. So there's that. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, I'm doing this. So <laughs> uh, be on the lookout for the next episode of this if you're listening. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, sorry. We're, next episode, maybe a live. We still got to do our uh, find our public forum or what is it called movies oh public domain movies which yeah. i have found a list and who it's they're all really old but if we if we can get some people together and laugh at or enjoy a really old classic movie uh i'm down for it i think that i think some people would come hang with us but yeah all right we will check y'all later bye good night